Okay. Good, good morning, church. It's nearly afternoon, but good morning. If, if we can just take our seats, I'm going to share uh, 10 to 12 minutes on uh, what Emily said earlier, which is the promises of God. Um, I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to kind of come and speak. In the last, last uh, kind of day of the series, what's, it, what's the series actually called? Does anyone know what the series is called? Series in the Sand. Is that what it's called unofficially? Series in the Sand. So we've got our beach set up and I just want to ask you guys before I, before I start kind of um, sharing with you guys, um, I want to ask you guys um, just to kind of take a moment and if we can remember what we have been learning over the last few weeks where a lot of other people have shared um, at the front. I always think when it comes to a series, we always get to like the end and we're like, okay, do I remember the first week? Do I remember the second week? Who even spoke on the third week? Um, so I always think it's good to reflect on the previous weeks and what actually God might have been saying to us. So as I pray, maybe just take a moment to reflect and remember, what, what have you been saying over the course of this series, Lord? So Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for... Uh, this series in the sand that we're looking at. I want to thank you, Lord God, for the the things that you have said to us from the very first week to the very uh, last week, which is today. And I ask you, Father God, that you would continue to speak to us, that you continue to journey with us um, as we look to you for everything that we need, that we look to you in our journey of faith and in closeness to you. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we pray. Amen. 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 Now, I don't know whether or not I've got a, uh, I got a message now, to be fair, because of those testimonies. Weren't those testimonies amazing? They were brilliant testimonies about how God is so faithful to come through on his promises. Now, God makes uh, this promise, this amazing promise to Abraham and his descendants that his descendants would be like counting the stars in the sky on a clear night and as the sand on the seashore. That's where the sand kind of comes in, if you didn't know. Um, And that's taken from Genesis chapter 22, verse 17. Now, there are over 6,000 promises made by God the Father, or Jesus, in the Bible, and most of which apply to those who choose to follow him kind of wholeheartedly and kind of seek after him. But it did all start back when Abraham, or Abe, I want to call him Abe for the sake of the story today, um, it all started back when Abe was in the golden years of his life. Now, God had called Abe, um, saying, go, go from your country, go from your kinsmen, go from your family, go from your land and your father's house, and I will show you, that I will show you, and then I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And we've, we've kind of heard that before. Some of us would have heard, most of us would have heard that before, but that is a promise of God saying, listen, if you go, to the place where I'm, I'm sending you, and then I will bless you. I will then bless you if you go. He's making this command to go so that Abraham is like a sent one or a missionary or someone who's being sent out so that he can create a great nation. Now, this, this kind of promise was against every natural instinct. So, like I said, Abraham was in his golden years. Anyone know the age of Abraham when he left his land? Anyone know the age of Abraham? Anyone want to guess? Eight, 18. Wasn't 18? No. Wasn't 18? Sir? 
Someone said it. 70s, close, but he was 75. So Abraham was 75 when God called him, and then he ended up leaving his land to fulfill that call. Like imagine 75 years old, and you're still getting a call from God to leave. Man, that's amazing. Um, and over and over, over the course of this journey for Abraham, when he left um, his, his home country, his father's house, God kept saying to Abe, I will give you this land, and I will bless you. And Abe, bless him, he's probably excited because he's 75, and he's like, listen, oh, God, okay, God's going to do something. God's probably going to do something. This God that I've been following, he's probably going to do something right now. So I know I'm 75, and this promise that he's made about having descendants or he's going to make a nation out of me, maybe when I'm 80, you know, God will bless me and the missus with a child. Maybe when I'm 80. Like, he used to do it with my ancestors, you know, Adam and Eve. Like, you know, when they were like 80, they were having five kids. It was great. You know what I mean? Maybe it's the same for me. Maybe it will be the same for me. But then later in the story... So many other things happen. They head to Egypt. You know, he he tricks Pharaoh into believing that his wife is actually his sister and all that kind of stuff happens. It's worth reading about if you don't know about that. Abe then uh, left his cousin, Lot. They actually end up separating. He then has to go back and lead a small army to rescue his cousin from danger. And then he has to sort out diplomatic relations between himself, Sodom, and this place, and this, uh, this king in, in Bethel, this place called Bethel. And so in this journey that Abraham has embarked on, and God's told him to go, he's, had, or, he's already had an adventure. He's already had a lot happen. Hebrews 11 verse 8, uh, verse 8 says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. So God gave him the place where he needed to go. He didn't know. He had no idea where he was going. But he's already had an adventure. So can you imagine what Abe might be feeling? He's 75. He's already had all of this kind of stuff happen. I was like, man, I've already had an adventure. But where is this? Where is this promise? I personally really feel for him because he's probably asking something like, okay, well, you've told me to go. You've said I would be a, fa- a father of nations or you'll give me a, a, a blessing so that I can be your blessing. But you've given me no descendants of my own, which is what he says in chapter 15, verse 2 to 3. And God has not given any specifics of this promise. He's done a lot already. And now he needs an heir to the family line and he's concerned about how this promise is going to be fulfilled. Now, in chapter 15, we get to Abraham um, and God having this dialogue, or um, God coming to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. Your reward will be very great. And I don't know. Again, I don't know. I, I, I feel for Abraham at this moment because, again, he's still very concerned about how God is going to fulfill this promise. And we all have that, don't we? We all have that kind of niggling feeling in our head, even though we have these promises that we hold on to. It's like, okay, but how are you going to do it, Lord? How, how are you going to do it? I can't possibly see how you're going to do this. So how are you going to do it? And if some of you don't know the story, you should definitely read up on it, but Hagar comes next. 
Abraham and, and Sarah say, you know what? Maybe Hagar is the way forward. Maybe Hagar is the way that this is going to happen for us. Maybe. Let's, let's do this. So Abe is about 85, 86 at this point. And so it's another 10 years. And it's like, well, maybe this is not going to happen. But, you know, she became pregnant. Hagar actually became pregnant. You, you know, Abraham got the son. But is this what God was talking about? Abe was happy about it, but this wasn't it. This was not the son of promise. Ishmael might have been a good kid, but this was not the son of promise. God had said it before, and now, at this point in the story, he's saying it again. But this time, Abraham has seen things. He's experienced things. He's, he's seen how God has worked. He's seen how he hasn't worked. He already has a son. And now they're about to reach triple figures in age. Is God going to do it? Some of us know the story. But he's probably thinking, is God going to do it? And then God says, this time next year you shall have a son. Abraham laughed. He, He laughed in front of God. Sarah laughed to herself. And in my eyes, laughing is very, very appropriate because how crazy is it for someone who's 99, again, to to bear a son to you, to have a son, to raise a son. It kind of makes no sense. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. But Abraham was like, but Lord, you said go. And I did. And nothing's quite happening, so I'm going to try and make it happen. And again, we kind of do the same thing in our day and age. We try and make it happen for ourselves sometimes. We, we have these promises of God that we hold on to, but then we're like, ah, but mm, is it going to happen? I have enough trouble waiting for my delivery order when it says, oh, it'll be with you at 8.05, and it comes at 8.10, I'm like, well, you promised it will be there at 8.05. And so I'm like, you know, you, you kind of get hepped up, and, and that's kind of what we do because we're used to that. We are so used to getting things now, or so, so used to doing things now or in our own way, that sometimes we're like, well, maybe God's not going to do it, so let me do it myself. And this is, this is what happened. But I'm going to illustrate... Uh, my point right now, um, but I'm going to need a volunteer who's, who's a, a, like a young person or a child. I'm going to need a volunteer. I just need like a few volunteers, but I just need somebody, anybody who's young, under the age of 18, who wants to come up to the stage. I'm not going to ask you to do anything at all. Not, like you just have to stand there, yeah? You see, any volunteer, one volunteer, anyone? Okay, so I knew this was going to be the reaction. So, if I said I promised to give you a bag of sweets for free, how many volunteers would I have now? Just a, just a, just a, just a bag of sweets. Who wants a bag of sweets? Okay, okay, so come on up. Somebody, yeah, come on up. That's it. Give him a round of applause. Come on up. Fantastic. So, I promise to give you, I'm not sure what your name is, but come on up, um, a bag of sweets. So... What is your name? Joseph. Joshua, yeah, we met you earlier, didn't we, Joshua? Joseph, sorry, Joseph, pardon me. Um, so I promised to give you a bag of sweets. Is that right? Okay, here we go. Bag of sweets. You're welcome. You can go sit down now. Anybody else? Can I have another volunteer? Anybody else? Oh, yep, come on up. Come on up. Fantastic. Come on up. Fantastic. So I promise to give you a bag of sweets, and your name is? Selena. Selena. I promise to give you a bag of sweets. 
Go for it, go sit down. Fantastic. Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, wow. Okay. Just one, please. All right, so I promise to give you a bag of sweets. What's your name? Lucas. Lucas. I promise to give you a bag of sweets. There you are, man. There you are. Well done. I didn't. I didn't. And what's your name? Caleb. Caleb. So I promise to give you a bag of sweets. There you are, man. I have one more volunteer. Can I, actually, can I have an adult for this one? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. So, you know what, Philippe, I promise to give you a bag of sweets as well, man. I do you promise to give you a bag of sweets. There you are, man. There you are. Well, actually, no, before you sit down, before you sit down, before you sit down. Why did you, why did you, why did you think you were going to get a bag of sweets just like everybody else? No, I didn't. You didn't think you were going to... What did you think you were going to get? I thought I was going to get a bag of sweets. You thought you were going to get a bag of sweets? Okay, okay, well done. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So the, the, the idea is, because we, we do get that feeling sometimes when we see the promise or something said to somebody else and we see it happen for them. And so we're like, yep, yeah, me, me too, God, please. I'll have one of those. And, you know, you want to be on the receiving end of that promise, you know? And that's normal. That's okay. But the thing is, it's not the promise itself that matters. Sweets are good. But it's who makes the promise that matters. So I'm Jordan, and I'm fallible, and I can definitely give you a bag of sweets, and I can definitely decide whether or not to give you a big bag of sweets or a small bag of sweets. But God is, is infallible. God is perfect. God is good. God is whole. God doesn't make a mistake. God is faithful. And so when he makes promises, he comes through. So finally, we get to like chapter one in Genesis. And more stuff happens with Sodom. Abe rescues Lot again. Abe has to become a diplomat again. But we get to chapter 21 and we read the relieving words of, of the first line. And it says, The Lord visited Sarah as he said, and the Lord did to Sarah what he had promised. After all these things, God tested Abraham. You know, he finally had this son of promise. He finally got Isaac. He finally got this son of promise. And he says, go, go on up. He sends him on another course. He says, go, go on up to a place that I'm going to show you and sacrifice your son. Why now? If God, if God gave him this son of promise, why now? I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. But the question is, why now? Why did God want to test Abraham? I think it's because God wanted to to see proof that Abraham shared the same heart for God as he did the promised son. Because again, it isn't the promise. It isn't the Isaac. The Isaacs are great. Pastor Isaac is great. The Isaacs are amazing. The, the sweets are amazing. The promises are amazing. The things that we can hold on to are amazing. But if I made one of these promises to you, I probably wouldn't keep it. 
You know, I make promises all the time to my wife, and I, I, actually, I keep them, don't I? <laughs> She's not playing along. Um, but, you know, like, so, sometimes I keep them, sometimes I don't. But it's to just reinforce the point that it is God. And maybe we are in the place where, you know, Abraham was waiting 25 years for a promise to be fulfilled. He was 75 when he left, and he got Isaac at 99. That's a long time to wait. And so I'm just going to pray for us that if there are anybody, any, any people in the room that are feeling like they are an Abraham, where they're, you know, they're waiting on a promise, maybe this, they've gotten a star this morning, and you know what, I, I, it, it resonates with me, but Lord, it feels like you're taking your time. Be encouraged that God is not taking his time. He's always on time. He's faithful. His promise will come through. And so I just want to pray, Father God, that even when there is no reason for hope, that, Lord, you'd keep us hoping. Even when we see that all these circumstances are around us and that they dictate our day-to-day lives, Father God, we have to know that you are working behind the scenes, that you are encouraging us, that you are lifting us up, that you are working on fulfilling that promise, that, Lord God, as we've heard those testimonies, that, Lord, promises, you fulfill them, you keep them. We don't put our trust in man, we put our trust in you. So, Heavenly Father, would you give us the strength to endure? In Jesus' name, we thank you and we pray. Amen. Amen.